Uh, let's just pray together first. Jesus, first, I just want to say <laughs> it's a privilege to have you in my life. I love you, Jesus. Uh, we ask you to be with us when we're going to share some thoughts. Come with your Holy Spirit. Don't just let it be our words. Just come and bless this time. In your name, Jesus. Amen. And we say thank you very much for inviting us as well. It's, it has been and it is always a pleasure to be part of Jude First. We really feel at home with being together with you. And that is something we recognize here, which is so good. So we are obviously Yvonne and Ola, and, and you have introduced us so nicely, Josh. Uh, and and we, we really love to have you as son-in-law as well, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> um, we, we are living in Stockholm since quite, quite a few years now uh, and part of the city church there. And we, Yvonne and I, we have been married for 37 years. We have known each other for slightly more than 38 years, but it doesn't really make, make us experts in, in marriages or in this area. But today we will try to talk a little bit about marriage. It's of course not the PhD thesis, uh, we, we will not cover every angle of marriage. We have left certain areas out. Um, Nina and Eric, you can be, be, be quite calm. But we, we think that we, we, we have something to, to, to say about marriages and some godly principles about marriages. Um, the, the headline in the Bible, at least in NIV, is instructions for a Christian household. And that is, that is a little bit what we are trying to do aim in at, but we cannot start this, this with the most essential thing that, that goes over everything else when it comes to marriages or relationships, and that is to invite our best advice, and if you forget everything else we have said here, but the best advice we have is that you should invite the Holy Spirit to your relationship, if possible from the very beginning, but it is never too late, and Actually, I was not the driving force in this, but Yvonne was at the time, and we have, we have done that from the first week we were together. And I think that is a part of us being together, forming us as a couple, and actually guiding us through, through life. Over to you, Yvonne. Mm -hmm. When it comes to marriage, we, we all have different experience. You may be single, that you aren't married, and that is also a good position. I mean, Jesus never got married and neither did Paul. Um, and some marriages are really good. And, and hopefully your experience then is that it's a good marriage. But we, we are aware that there are also marriages that aren't good. It, you can live in a marriage that is not good. And what we want to say in that is that God can always take what is bad and he can turn it around into something good. If you are single and you want to get married, that is also in God's hands. He wants what is the best for us and, and, and talk to him about it and invite him to be part of, of, of it. And, and the, it's turning out in a good way. 
you you may be in a relationship or have been where your partner is abusive and then we encourage you to get help because that is not how it's supposed to be uh, and you may may be in a marriage where your spouse is not a christian and that can be difficult if you have different values but there is a big we're going to talk about that you have a big big impact you can influence the other part in that however your situation is so you you must know that god he loves you he wants the best for you he has got a plan for your life and to have a relationship with jesus and to be his best friend to be his son and daughters his heirs is there anything better than that through him we can live life to its fullness and with the right purpose as well and it isn't really marriage giving meaning to your life i i love to be married but it's not really what gives me the meaning of life and being his daughter being a friend of jesus that is what gives me uh, a true meaning and god has i think he is outlining two families in the bible one is the the, the family the normal family context we have and the other family is the church we believe that some of the principles are applicable both in the so to say family family and the church family but today we're going to zoom in to the to the church family no 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 not to sorry (laughs) not to the church family to the family family of course okay we're going to read (laughs) So come with us and read Ephesians chapter 5 and from verse 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the saviour. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body, for, his re- for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, I, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. 
if I, as a person, I think I've always had a role as leading. As a child, I, I, I was a leader already then. I came up with the game, what to play, and I made the rules. And I was probably quite annoying, but I was leading the game. I came up with ideas and I did that from the very start. And in church, I started helping out in Sunday school quite early on. And I, I kept on leading in different ways. I'm now one of the leaders of a church, a city kyrkan in Stockholm. And at work as well, I lead, I, I'm part of leading a church, no, a school uh, with 40 staff. And so, that's just I'm telling you that just to show you that I'm quite a strong person I'm quite a, a, I have a, quite a strong personality and if you had asked me as a teenager about submitting at all submitting to a man or submitting to something I would have probably answered you that I would never do that why would I submit? Uh, I remember a conversation I had with my sister about submitting to God. And my sister said to me, ha, oh, that would be scary. You can imagine him marrying, and then he, she said a boy's name. Uh, imagine, we can call him Peter. You can imagine him, God making me marry Peter and sending me out as a missionary to Africa, that would be scary. We can't really submit totally. And, and that was how we were talking as teenagers. Well, I'm, I'm also a leader, both, both in church and at work. Um, and I have led professionally some fairly large organizations. And now I am part of leading a a listed company, but I have only 100 people which are directly in my organization, roughly. Uh, so that means that I mostly are leading through influencing others. Uh, and, and in many ways, that is so much more difficult. It, it, it's about listening, it's about taking advice, try to form views and inspiring other people. And leading, inspiring, coaching people in the right direction, but not with the direct leadership, but still leading. And I think that way is also applicable both in, in the church family and in the family family. If, if we look at, at Jesus, for instance, he is the cornerstone, the head of a church, and he is our role model for for ourselves also in the family. And Jesus, what did he do? He, he made himself into a servant. He, he washed his disciples' feet. He was demonstrating in the most clear way that authority and leadership uh, is, is so much becoming a servant. You die to, to yourself in order to love and to serve others. And Jesus, by his doing, he redefined, um, he redefined leadership. 
And it will, if you look at, at the, the, the time where the, this letter was written to Ephesus, this was not at all the, the way men, for instance, led their households because it was mostly men leading it. Men, if you look at men, proper, um, just as, as men, they often got married about 30, 32, 34 years of age. And, and the, the spouse, the, the girls, they were just young girls in the age of 14, 15, 15. And what happened was that the men, they were really they were, I don't, I should not use the word dictators, but they were really clearly setting the direction for the family in a very, um, um, yeah, in a very clear, but strong way. But here, Paul, as we heard, is giving us a totally different story. And so into that context of a man leading his household, this message from Paul that he's writing to, to the Ephesians, to the church in Ephesus, was totally new and revolutionary. It was like dynamite in that age and culture. You can imagine in this culture where women and slaves were at the bottom, here he comes to say, love your wives. And it, it, it was, I can, you can imagine it was not what you expected and probably very controversial and I can imagine that people got very annoyed coming to disturb the society in, in a way like this. So if, if you just read chapter 5, what, what did Paul starting off with? Already in, in the first verse, he says this, follow God's example, therefore, as, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us. That is how he starts the whole chapter. And then the, our text for today was actually starting from verse 22, but we wanted to start already in verse 21 because there it says another thing. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And these two themes is quite clear in the Bible. That is to submit and to love, to love and to submit. These two things are going hand in hand walk in love and submit to one another. And actually submit to one another is not just, just um, doing it in, in the family. It's, it's a, like a, a godly order for how we should behave in all sorts of relationships. So value other about yourself. It says in, 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 in the letter to the Philippians, I will just read that for you here. Do not, nothing out of selfish ambition and vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. It's submit and love, help and serve, and lead wherever we are leading, in family or in church or at work, lead from supporting 
others from wherever you are. And, and this entirely new, fresh message is, is, it is and was mind-blowing to submit and love the slaves as a head of a family and your wife and even your en enemies is it's it is revolutionary it's it's it was crazy at that time to say something like this and this message went against everything in the roman society and it probably as i said upset and annoyed a lot of people especially men because what was going on here and this sets the scene for what Paul is teaching about marriage and keep in mind that he has said love and submit that he said to everyone in the whole society that's a way of thinking and I think I think the word submit is a difficult word and we, we, we will try to, to to highlight that a little bit um, if you look it up in, in, in the dictionary, it says to yield to governance or to authority. And today, submission is often seen as something negative, uh, to surrender, to obey, to be under authority, maybe even to be dominated by someone. The, the Greek dictionary, we look, looked, it up, looked it up there as well, it's better translating it as submit is to identify with or in to, be, to be in support of. That is a slightly different meaning of a word. And we believe that submission is meant to be something godly. Actually, to submit to God, to be under God's guidance and God's authority. And I at least feel that to be submitting to God is actually a place of peace. It is something good. And I think that word has been like transformed in a negative way, but it has an original, very positive meaning to, be, to put your own, your own well-being, your own interest under someone else's well-being and interest. And, and that goes hand in hand with to value others above yourself and to serve. That is the whole meaning of the word submit. So remember, love, and submission goes hand in hand. In that verse we read, wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For a husband is the head of a wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. If we go back to as me as a teenager, me and my sister, we weren't really sure about submitting totally to God. Because, oh, if he would make us marry someone like that, or if he would send us to Africa. But to believe that God would force me to marry someone I don't even like, or to send me as a missionary to Africa when I really don't want to go to Africa, that just shows something about me. I had a very immature 
view of God. If I had understood who God is, that he is love, he, he wants the best for me, I would gladly have submitted to him. He, I mean, God knows everything about me. More, sometimes I don't, don't even know my own emotions, why I react in some way, but God knows exactly about my, both my physical body, how the brain works, but also my feelings and my emotions. He knows what I need. He knows about my future. He, he, he loves me. Why would I not submit to God? You can imagine it's a little bit like cheating in a game to have to submitting to someone who knows the rules, who knows everything. It, I mean, it's a privilege, really. God, take care of my future. You know what's happening in the future. If I'm going to be ill or well, what is, whatever is happening, you know, God. Take care of me. That means I am putting my will under God's will. And I want to do that because now I understand who God is. And it is a bit the same with marriage. Not that Ula is God. I mean, far from. Yeah. But as a teenager, I, I could not see myself submitting to husband. Why would I do that? But that was the same there. I didn't know Ula. I had never been in love with someone. And now... When I know Ola, I know that he loves me more. He's probably more loving than I am. His softer personality. And I, I know that Ola wouldn't like to harm me. He loves me. And then I actually can feel, and that is strong for me to say, if you know me as a person, it's strong for me to say, I, I feel I can submit to Ola. I can put my interests under his interests because I love him. And I know that if he is really interested in something, I can put my interest under that. I can put my will under his will if needed. Not I, I must say, I, not with, that I do that all the time and every day, but, but I, I can't see why I can't do it, because he loves me. And I trust him. And therefore, I can submit to him. Mm -hmm. uh, and furthermore, in this passage, it says, submit to your own husbands. That does not... That, that, that does not mean that I need to submit and put my will under all the men at work. No, it says submit to your own husband. And it doesn't, so it doesn't mean that I am under all, should put myself under all men in general. And it doesn't mean that we are unequal. Uh, it doesn't mean that my opinion 
is worth less than his opinion, it doesn't mean that I have to agree all the time. It doesn't mean that I can't influence. I can't make decisions. And it doesn't mean that I can take the lead in some parts in the family or in the church. So what does it mean then in, in reality? In reality, for me, it means what I said earlier on, that I trust you, I love you, and I'm willing to put my interests under your interests and my well-being under your well-being. And it's not what I, I can't say that I am, can manage to do that all the time, but but I try to do that. And, and actually, I want to do it. That is the interesting thing. I want to do it because I love Ola. I want to know his interests and what he likes. Mm. If you can see how I mean. Yeah, but this is quite seen from one side, from your side. Yeah. What does it say about husbands then? It says, husbands, uh, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. And we read verse 21, submit to one another. It's not just for a woman to submit to her husband, but it's going the opposite way around. Submit to one another. The husband should also submit to his wife. And what is the easiest here, really? To submit to someone or to love just as Christ loved the church? It's actually quite far-reaching to, to love as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And I think today many men are, are a bit disoriented, not really knowing what it means to be, to be a man and to be, to be the man in a household. And the godly calling to us as men is to love our wives as we love ourselves. It's very, very far reaching. It's not to just to submit, but it is to love our wives as we love ourselves. Give us up for her to love our family and our children. The whole, like, the whole context about family is very, very far-reaching. And, for, and, and it's, it's, it, it is actually going through everything. And I think, as I said, many men are today not aware of this and not really knowing but, but the aim for us, and especially as Christian men, is to love our wives as we love ourselves, to give us up for her. And, and that is so strong. My motto, and I can't really say that I'm living up to that every day either, but my motto is everything for one. But I'm not, as I said, not, not really, really living up to that every day, but I'm, I'm actually feeling like that most of the time. And my ambition, that means my ambition 
is to do everything for Yvonne. I know Yvonne, sometimes I feel that I know her better than herself. She doesn't believe that really, but I, fe I feel that I do that. I've seen the leadership skills in, in Yvonne and, and there, there may be different prejudice at work. You prefer to be a teacher, you really, I should be the t a teacher. Um, uh, Yvonne could have been anything from her grades and she has clearly leadership skills. So I, I've seen that and I've tried to motivate Yvonne over some time to, to, to become a head teacher and, and have discussed that with her. And, and today I think you feel quite happy being that. And, and that is part of that is part of doing the very best for Yvonne, looking after the spouse interest in all aspects, making her, in this case, having the right soil to grow and de develop support also professionally and practically. It can mean that if Yvonne wants something built and I have disappointed my grandchildren like Alfred, Oscar and the others, because they have been believing that I have been a builder and the, the, everything was like falling apart when they realized that I'm sitting in an office most days. But I'm building quite a lot. And if Yvonne wants something built, I am doing my best to build it. That is a practical meaning. If Yvonne wants to do something, I'm trying to do my very best so we, so we can do that and so on and so forth. And, and as you said, God has two really important part, parts in the Bible for for making himself known, the family and the church. And I, I believe that, that the family has such a huge impact to play when it comes also to, to increase the, 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 the kingdom of Christ. Uh, to submit to God and to each other in the family, it's not always easy. We, we know that some someone when it is so much about God's heart with families and churches there are all always someone the same guy as we say in Swedish um, it's the same uh, force which is trying to make this fail there are so many attacks on families there are so many attacks on, on churches but but God has something for us in this. Uh, and to submit has always been questioned and is questioned, and especially in Sweden right now. But already in Genesis, God provided a paradise for Adam and Eve, but with just one rule, do not eat from the tree of knowledge. And what happened? The serpent said to the woman, did God really say? And that is the question that comes up now as well. Did God really say in the Bible? Do you ha really have to submit? The questioning. You must not eat. Did he say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the very same happens when we are about to submit our lives to God. Oh, did God really say that we had have to submit to God? Is it really necessary 
Can I keep some things to myself? Do I have to submit everything? And we start to question God. We start to question the Bible. And we start to question our relationships in the church and in the marriage. Ooh, he is a bit annoying, putting the socks on the bedside table every evening. Mm. And you start to, to get annoyed about some little things and start, you may start to question, but this is not, this is the serpent coming, questioning, did God really say? What the Bible teaches us and, and how I believe that it is that, that there is no clash between the sexes in this at all. To submit and to love, how can that be frightening? I know in, in the Swedish society and I know at work, I, I, I mean, I'm totally for equality between the sexes. But what I think is growing is a clash and a fight between the sexes, which I do not believe is from God. I think that is more from the serpent. Did God really say? And then he makes us question each other as sexes and questioning this wives submit to your husbands and husbands love your wives in our society is a lot about uh, what i want to do look look in papers how can i as a mum have time on my own how can i um, be uh, satisfied instead of how do we work this together it's about doing everything for the spouse to make him or her better, to consider her or him better, and to love and care for each other. A lot of the problem we see is related to that we, as men and women, we are a bit lost in our roles. We are disillusioned and we are quite egoistic as well. But God has, uh, it's a mystery, it's a secret in this. God has created male and female. We are different, but we are equal. He's not created us to fight, but to work together and support each other. And hopefully we have been highlighting a few things from, from, from this text about God's perfect balance between men and female in the family. We are, we are both supposed to submit to each other. We are both supposed to love each other. And it is a balance in, in this. And Jesus has shown us that the greatest thing is to serve, to put your, ourselves in service for other, others. And to be the servant is the greatest thing in God, the kingdom of God. And once again, as it so often, is with, with, with God's word. 
is that everything is turned upside down. It is very different to what we see around us all the time. But there is a reason, a purpose why, why God wants it this way, this balance between male and female. And that is to, with families, create strong families be, which are part of extending the kingdom of God. And of course, it is also hidden behind for our own well-beings that with God's balance, putting others ahead of yourself, that balance creates a much more har higher harmony between the couples. And at the very end now of, of our talk here, you may be single, you may not be married, you may come from a broken marriage or you have seen broken relationships, you may be in, 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 in a relationship where your partner is abusive, or you may live in a, in, in a marriage or a relationship where your partner is not a Christian. However, the situation is, we would like at the very end of this, this talk, pray with you, 